Our guest today, don't break up with your girlfriend because he will get the rebound. Then she'll tell you to beat it up like a drum. Oh, and oh my goodness. 6'10", 280 pounds. Ladies, good luck at fitting this Big Mac truck right in your little garage. Hey, yo. We got Andre Drummond. Woo! Yo. What's good? Yo, what's the word? That's a hell of an intro, man. I tell you that right now. He said what? Yo, that is... I see why you had to memorize that. that is a, that's a mouthy uh, statement right there. It, listen, I, I had to and do the best for though. you. How are you doing? Welcome to the set. Uh, welcome to our living room, I should say. Yeah, this is fire, man. I, I've never seen nothing like this before. I don't, do, do I drop out? Yeah, they know it's a living room. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got Andre Drummond in here. We're so excited. Our first person um, over 6'9". So this is really big for us. Love it. Um, we're going to try to get bigger soon. Literally and figuratively. We're trying. Oh, where's we're, that going? We're going to try to get taller. <laughs> we're going to try to get taller. Gotcha. Yeah. You're 6'10"? Um, uh, sometimes. Yeah, nice. sometimes. On a good day. <laughs> With shoes off. Um, shoes off. No, great to have you here. Let's hear some intro music, and then we'll get into hey, the glory of it all. There he goes. It's like putting me in a trance right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what the hell is going on? Hey, you know, I'm just here. I'm just here you know, in Los Angeles, beautiful Los Angeles. You know, let's start off. When did you know that you were just a bigger human than everyone else? You know what's crazy? In the fifth grade, I was like six foot. No really? Are you fucking way. Of course. Yeah, real you shit. You know what? There are Actually, some people- Actually, I lied. Sixth grade, I was six foot. Like in the fifth grade, I was like five, eight, five, nine. I had like a crazy growth spread after that. Seventh grade, I was like six, four, six, five. Eighth grade, I got to six, 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 seven. Jeez. I stopped growing. What, what were your parents? How tall were they? You know, my mom is like five, six, five, seven. My really? Dad, my dad's like six, two, six, three. So I don't know what the fuck happened to me. <laughs> so I, like, I really think the doctors just sprinkled some shit in my milk. When I <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, we're going to make this man big. Figure it out. Yeah. Did, did, some did, people are just fucking born and bred to be doing the shit that they're doing. And I believe, I believe that's you. Your, your doctor, your doctor should get a percentage of whatever you're making now is all I got to say. the mom in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think you'd be shouting that out today. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so so where are you from originally? Uh, I was born in Mount Vernon, New York. Uh, moved to Connecticut, lived up there most of my life, did all my schooling in Connecticut. Uh, I mean, I call Connecticut home, really. Yeah, what were you like as a kid? Were you like the class clown? Were you cutting up? What were you like? Nah, I was, like, like, I, like I said earlier, I was always bigger than everybody. Yeah. So I always found myself like trying to shrink yeah. and like fit in with everybody, but it never worked. So I'll try to skip class with my friends and like my teacher would notice immediately. Like, where, where's the fuck? Where the fuck is the biggest kid in the class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he's not really here. Like, where, where is he at? You're always hitting your head on the way out. She's like, she hears it. She's like, Dink, yeah. all right. Oh, no, he's not well, here anymore. Andrew's not here, so <laughs> let's go find him. Did, did people always think that you were older than what you were? Did you feel like you had to yeah. like, mature faster almost? Well, I've always had like a baby face. Under this beard, I, I look like real Dominican, like I'm 18. So that's why, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I grew the beard out, but... I've always had a young face, so no, I never really had a problem with the age, but when it came to basketball, that's when the problem started. Yeah? Like, AAU travel basketball. I don't know if you guys play AAU. Yeah. Um, um, Jared, I, and then uh, Indy, were on, they were on a circuit together. So. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't sound like a successful circuit. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys played together, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jared was hey, the water boy. Yeah. I, can, I can make a hoop. A Took hoop. me two and a half hours okay, to make well, one three-pointer. I'm, uh, I'm the only one in here that likes basketball and knows basketball. I, I recently tore my ACL playing basketball. And um, Indiana thought that his name was James LeBron. My God. Yeah. I, I really pray you didn't think that. <laughs> no, she did. She goes like 100%. Oh, no, it's actually serious? very embarrassing. And uh, I showed I her. I wish you didn't say that on camera. That They're going to crucify you for that shit. Oh, we, we've spoken about it. <laughs> and you know what's worse? I showed her a picture of Michael Jordan. I said, who is this? And she said, James LeBron. <laughs> so she got it wrong <laughs> twice. You know what? It happens. 
No, good. don't no, be cordial it here. It doesn't happen. <laughs> here Drag we, her. Yeah, we rip into each other here. Feel free to make That's her actually, cry. That's actually a funny story. That's actually my uh, airdrop name now is James, James LeBron. LeBron. And uh, I was at a party one time and... Did he walk in? Bronny James. His son walked in, took a photo, and I was like, yo, airdrop that to me. And then and her name was James LeBron. Name? And then and he's, he's like, like, what the fuck was yeah, he, was yeah. like, <laughs> he was like, what? I was like... Oh, um, <laughs> uh, so basically what happened was this is the, and he, he and, answered that was and funny, he, she, she actually didn't know who he was going in. Cause she doesn't know anything about like basketball. I had no right. idea. And then, so she's trying to explain like, I don't even know who your dad is. And he's like, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, I seriously don't. Okay. So, um, Mount Vernon, you're there. And then what sport did you play any sports besides? I played everything. I tried to play everything. At least played soccer, played basketball, tennis, lacrosse. Tennis. We're going to have to play tennis sometime. I went to college for tennis. Did you? If I want to be able to say I beat um, a professional athlete. I don't think you can beat me though. I think my cardio is better than yours. No, 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 no. Oh Oh, my goodness. I would put my life savings down. I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll bet on that. I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll bet the apartment on it. I would honestly be more. I'll turn this shit to my own studio. I'd be more willing to bet on that if you hadn't. Been out. I'll, I'll still, I don't care. I'll run around with a torn ACL. I'll run around with a torn heart. I don't care what happens. <laughs> so, uh, here, listen, I'll wager um, my spot on this podcast. You get to take it over. <laughs> and then wh- what do I win? Uh, shit, what you want? His spot on the Bulls. <laughs> I get your, I get hey. your spot on the Bulls. I think, I think they'll give you back after the first day. <laughs> hey, hey, you I, get one of the necklaces on his, on his neck. Okay. Just I'll, a singular one. I'll give you one of them. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I can spare that. <laughs> hey, I couldn't. So sounds like <laughs> sounds like a bit. I really need this job, so please don't beat me. Just don't practice. I promise. So, what was your second best sport? My second best sport was probably football. What did you play? Football. Uh, I played defensive end and wide receiver. Okay. You were but, probably it was probably hell for the other people. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that? Yeah, I was only good in practice. When it came to game time, I didn't play. Why is that? Wait, um, what? For two reasons. One, my principal was like somebody who's like really close to me, so I had to play two sports. And he was like, what do you want to play? I was like, well, I've always wanted to play football, so I'm going to play. He's like, well, you're never going to play in the game. We need you for basketball. Oh, <laughs> so I was I was like the All-American when it came to practice. I was kicking everybody ass in practice. No, but No, you were the coin flip guy. They'd send you out there for the coin flip to scare everybody. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this guy's better run us over all game. And then he's like, is he? You know, it's funny about that, too. So my mom would come to my game. She was like, what position do you play? I was like, left field. Like, what would that mean? I was like, just look to the left side of the bench and you'll see me standing there. Like, I, I don't play. I'm just, I'm just here for, for the credit. Do you guys need water? I'll go get, I'll I, I go get some it. right now. I got, I got big hands. It. I'll hold them all the entire time. And that's pretty good. So was your mom and uh, was your mom and dad, are they still together? Or were they together uh, in high school? I grew, I grew up in a single home with my mom's system. I met my dad like three times, not on a personal level, but don't really know him like that. Dude, we're getting, we're getting closer and closer. I, love, I, grew up, I feel like we're best friends now. Well, <laughs> listen, we're acquaintances now, but at the end of the podcast, I'll talk to you about it. Uh, no, uh, on it. Yeah. Okay. So your mom, always oh. your biggest advocate, I'm guessing. Of course. Did you have siblings growing yeah, up? Yeah, I got a little sister. You have a little, a little sister? sister? Yeah. What? Not little anymore. She's 25. I now. was going to say. Okay. I, I kind of want to move on a timeline here, but what was she thinking when you grew way past like anyone in your family? Was she like, well, how is this even possible? You know, we never really spoke about that. We always just thought it was this God that just blessed me with it. We never understood why. Because if you look at my family tree, it just goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> it just drops back down again. Like, no, my family is really tall. Like, the next tallest person is like 6'3, six, 6'4, six, which is my uncle. And then my two cousins who also played basketball were like six three, six one. So no, and I and I loved you in the storybooks when you're uh, climbing up and down the beanstalk, saving everybody. <laughs> uh, so that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was really cool. So okay, your mom was a bigger supporter, and and then initially 
were you always like pretty talented in basketball or did it come after the height or when when did that uh, start to come around? I was never really good at basketball. My mom used to come to my games and call and like bring her friends and like this shit would be like a comedy show for them. She used to call, <laughs> she used to call my games comedy hour. I used to like run to the opposite side of the court. I would shoot the shit on the wrong basket. <laughs> I'd trip and fall up the court. So and I never really got good to like my sophomore year of high school. Like all of a sudden, like coordination just overflowed my body so your mom had a pretty good uh sense oh, she of humor had great laughs yeah yeah, great yeah she's like sure. so she brought her people to watch be like look at my son i love she's that. like i'm fucking so around glad. out there she's <laughs> like i'm so glad i got a daughter because she's gonna be something <laughs> uh, this is so hey, funny well hearing she's, that then you're a if you might have a chance he's like in the sixth grade he's like six three now like he's yeah he I'll, might, I'll, might have a chance. but he's no got, no tell, coordination tell, tell, him stick, tell him stick with it he's got to start working out with you soon he's got to put on some weight um <laughs> were you were you always like pretty broad as well or just nah, the height initially i started putting on weight when i got to college you know when you get to college you start making you drink all that muscle milk and shit and you got to lift all the, yeah all the weight so that's when i started putting on weight but I've, I've always been really really skinny hey listen there's hope for me then you, <laughs> play, uh, you, got, you got it you got a chance man you got a chance did you play college <laughs> basketball yeah i went to uconn he wasn't good enough for college basketball, so yeah, I just went straight to the NBA. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, that wasn't as good. Oh, wait, so if you, if you don't know, so it's NBA then college basketball. If you're it's really good, you go to you college. Gotta, you got to give her a break, what? man. She'll know no better. Didn't you say LeBron didn't go to college? He didn't, but that was a different time. Like yeah. I, I assume you I, had to go. I, to college. I, I, okay, so I, came, I came in an era where they changed the rule. Okay. Did you do all four years? Hell no, I did six months. <laughs> <laughs> Six months and two classes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I did all my classes. They made sure I did my classes. Hey, you're not like, at UConn anymore. You don't I, have to say I'm not it anymore. Lie. Yo, shout out to UConn. I did all my shit by myself. <laughs> I ain't need no help. That was uh, that was one of my biggest things. That I've always been really good in school, though. Oh yeah, was your your mom kind of instill that in you? Yo, on my ass. The Jamaicans don't play about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I still I still got to go back to school. Now I told her I was gonna graduate, so that's next in my list right now. Is she she's from the motherland originally, Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Born and raised. And then your sister, how old is she? She's 25. Okay, and then what is she doing now? Uh, she's a forensic accountant. Oh, wow. Yeah, big shit. Is it? I, I assume, obviously, your mom was on her, too, about the grades, because that's, oh, yeah. that's my serious sister business. Had, my sister, both of us had no childhood. We just, school, work, basketball, that's it. But she probably taught you that work ethic, just in your schooling, yeah. that you eventually transferred into basketball. basketball. Okay, so you shot up uh, in high school, and then you started being good. Sophomore, junior year, you said? Right. And then um, when did people start looking at you, like, oh, this guy might actually have some abilities that are past this town? I think the summer of my uh, summer of my freshman year is when I said I started like coordination just came to my body for no reason. I don't know where it came from. I was just able to dribble the basketball, dunk, and do all yeah. kind of shit that I was never able to do like four months prior. Yeah, and that's when I became like the number one player in my state. Then later that year, when I played high school basketball, I was averaging like thirty. I mean, you could look up the stats. I did some spectacular <laughs> shit. <in high> school. <laughs> I like how he's humble like, about it. He's <laughs> like, "Have you seen John Wall's mixtape? Mine's better." <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, I've been during during that summer is when I became the number one player in the state, and I became the number one player in the country. Who was and, in your class that year? Uh, Shabazz your Muhammad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Isaiah Austin, uh, Austin Rivers. Uh, who else is in our in our class? Our class was kind of deep. We had uh, Tony Roten at the time. Who besides you? Who was that dude in high school where like when you played, you're like, okay, this is gonna be for real. For Shabazz real. Muhammad. Yeah, that motherfucker was nice. Yeah. <laughs> also. That's my bro, but I'm gonna expose you. That motherfucker was cheating. <laughs> he was two years older than everybody else. I, we we all played our age, and he was two years older than us. And he came down to our class because oh, at the time reclassification was something that was really big during high yeah. school basketball. If you dropped down a class, you could bust everybody ass at a younger yeah. age. Yeah. So he came down to our class and was having a field day with us. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I mean, he, the he was 18 playing against 16 year olds, man. So. Oh, that sounds like some influencers in town that we don't want to talk about. Oh, yikes. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm going to stay clear of that one. No, I don't even know. 
no, we we are too. Trust me, that's why we got. Uh, I think that's probably why his name is Xdo. Yeah, it might be why we have uh, some some stuff on the board. A little smudge on the board. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it, we'll, we'll move past it. We'll move past it. Fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, well, so certainly did. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. goodness! I'm so We're sorry. We're moving away from it. We're moving. I thought we were leaving this topic. Back to dribble, dribble. You know it. Okay. Um, okay, so you get you're starting to get scouted and. When do you realize, okay, your mom kind of realized it. When do you realize that you might be able to go D1? Uh, I think my junior year, when I, after after my junior season, I'm like, damn, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I, <laughs> still, why am I still in high school? Like, yeah. So we won the national championship that year, two years in a row. Oh, sick. And I was eligible to graduate because I had really good grades. So I graduated, ended up graduating early. So I had a choice to either go back to high school and finish my senior year or go to college. And uh, my family was like, why would you go back to high school? I said, yeah. I said, can my friends are there? They're like, yeah, but your friends. Yeah. Don't. It didn't, it didn't work out that way. Obviously I went to UConn <laughs> that summer. So you were 17? Yeah, I was 17. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, 17, 17 in college. What? Okay. What was that transition? Like you first way, first time away from mom and, and everything like I that. Went to, I went to all boy boarding school. So you could put the map together with that. Oh, gotcha. You saw a girl for the first time and you're like, <laughs> yeah. no, yes. there's why I seen those on TV. I swear I've seen those yeah. on TV. Watching girls on uh, girls going wild at two AM. Oh <laughs> my god! You're about to, you're, hopefully, your mom's not finding out about that now. You I know? guess you'll find out when she hear this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she'll take you by the ear. Still, oh, of course. Uh, why? Why'd you choose UConn? Anybody else looking at you that you almost went to? Well, I lived I lived in Connecticut during the time, and uh, oh, yeah, Stanley yeah. Robinson and Jerome Dyson were RP to uh, Stanley Stanley Robinson. You know, he died uh, two years ago, but they used to come to my aunt's salon and get their hair braided and Hashim to beat. I used to come to my uh, aunt's salon to get the hair braided. So I used to see them as a kid. Yeah. Like, damn, I got, I want to play with these guys. Yeah. I used to go to their school. And it was the year that they won, too. Uh, the year I came out. And I had every school in the country. Like I said, I was number one player in the country. So I just wanted to stay home. That's what a lot yeah. of people... It was actually by force. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was forced to stay home. Yeah, you're bombing like, your You're sister? not going to Kentucky. You're not going to Florida. Oh, so you almost going, went to Kentucky. I did almost go to Kentucky. That's my, oh. that's my favorite did, team in the yeah, entire I did, world. I did almost go to Kentucky. And John Perry to this day, every time I see him, he just stares at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what, like, why, like, why didn't you come? What year were you in college? Uh, I was 2011. So 2011, 2012, or 20... 2012 was when I went to the draft. Oh, okay. So you weren't there when Kentucky won it in 2012? Nope. Okay, okay. Well, I went there the year uh, year after UConn won it. And, oh. and then we got our ass beat by Iowa State in the first round. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shout, I, shout out to Royce White. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, man, I love Kentucky so much. Anyway, we could talk about that for literally hours. That, is the, one, that is the one team I... I know stuff about now. Kentucky? Oh, oh yeah. We you know, give me give me five facts. No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> give me five you got, facts. You got to know. What's the arena called? Who who's the recruit they really want right now? Oh, that's a very specific Zach. question. Zach. DJ Wagner. And I want him so bad. Anyway, we're gonna have a monster class this year. If you have any pool, make sure DJ Wagner comes or All I know, up. all I know is that we heard Calipari talking shit while we were sitting courtside and it was hilarious. Oh, he's my favorite. Anyway, we got to move past that. This is about you. <laughs> this is about you. Okay, so you go you go to UConn. Um, you're near the family. Oh, before that, uh, about the recruiting, I think that's what a lot of people need to know is uh, a lot of people think it's sometimes shady and things like that, but a right. lot of time it's it's that family element. It's, yeah. it's like people in your community that inspired you, and that's why you wanted to stay home because those people that you saw, like that's what people don't understand is right. it's like if you show them that you're family, they're going to want to go to that and mm -hmm. and in spite of like some of the blue bloods or big guys sometimes. And then UConn's obviously its own blue blood. I, I'd consider it based on right. its, its um, history. History. So, yeah, because like, and they beat us in the super, oh, they beat us in the super championship. I anyway, for, I was there for that too. Oh, were you? I I'm was, so glad to hear it. I was mad, I was mad <laughs> as fuck. It was the year after I left. Too. <laughs> <laughs> were you cheering for Kentucky, I assume? 
<laughs> Listen, we'll tell Calipari. Um, and then they got Oscar Shiba. He's huge this year. I, w- I, w- I want to see what he does in the league. I got to get past it. Anyway, okay. He so, loves Kentucky, huh? Uh, oh, he is obsessed. You can I, ask him any Kentucky fact about anyone. basketball, we, football, We, we got to move past it. I, this is his interview, but I do want to take it over soon with that. Anyway, so, okay, you're you're doing the UConn thing. Right. You're, you're having a good time. And ha- how were you in college? Great. I mean, you're always a scorer, too, but... When did you find out, find out that you were better at rebounding than everyone? Because my, my first year in the NBA. Yeah, because you're top five rebounder ever. active. I'm the best ever. Well, 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 <laughs> best ever. well, I mean, Shaq might have something to say about it, but That's it's cool. fine. I'm going to pass his number. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. Because what, what was your biggest rebounding game? Uh, 30. Like, are you kidding me? 30 rebounds in a game? I've done it multiple times, though. What? what okay, can you kind of break it down for me? What makes... Why do you think you're so good at rebounding? Because there's guys as big as you. Right. What, what do you think you figured out on that end? So the crazy, crazy story about the whole rebounding thing is when I got drafted to the NBA, my high school coach called me. He was, he was like, you know, "How do you feel? Like I feel great." But I was like, "I feel lost." This is after summer league. I was, he was like, "Why?" He was like, "Well, I don't know where I'd fit in. Like I do a little bit of everything, but I got to find something to stick. I don't want to be yeah. one of those guys that just come here and they, you know, they don't make it after yeah. the first three, four years." He's like, well, what are you good at? I was like, that's a stupid fucking question. You coached me my whole life. You tell me what I'm good at. He's like, do you play basketball, by the way? What do you mean? So he, go, he goes, you got to find one art of the game and perfect it. That's smart. So we start going on the list. I was like, well, I can't be the best scorer right now. We have a bunch of guys doing that. I can't be the best three-point shooter because I wasn't able to shoot. Uh, dribbling the ball, wasn't able to do that shit either. So it fell down to either defense, blocks, or rebounds. I was like, nobody, rebounds not, rebounding is not pretty, but nobody likes to do it. No, mm-hmm. yeah. I was and, about to say, it's not sexy, but nah. but some people can make it sexy because there's something Oh yeah, like 30 points a game is cool. But when you see 30 rebounds in a game, it's like, whoa, you know, Out like that's world. What, what do you, what'd you just show me? Oh, she's Googling rebound. You know oh what my. rebound mean? We got to get her off the air. Oh, man. goodness. <laughs> get off the set. <laughs> what is a rebound um, in basketball? Oh, where, where are you from again? Australia. Under oh, a that'll do. All right, okay. you get a pass. Hey. So, we don't no, have, she doesn't like, get a pass. Like, you know how many games we've gone to? She doesn't get a pass. We've okay. gone oh. to a singular basketball game. Okay, you've watched a bunch, though. You should you know what a re- This is getting bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I figured it out. I hate to do but this But I thought that was called a layup. Oh, my uh, gosh. Holy. I hate to do I hope you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do this to you, but um, the, le- the the best rebounder ever, um, as you said, do you mind explaining a rebound to our co-host here? No, uh, so, and, and like, like, he's, like she's a first grader. <laughs> so in, in, the re- in the words of uh, Torian Prince, when you uh, shoot the ball off the rim and you grab the ball, that's considered a rebound. Did you ever think you'd have to explain oh. that to somebody in an interview? No. No. <laughs> you, you, oh, okay. you think when you bring somebody on, it's like, okay, we can talk to Oh, Andre and then I mean, oh. Is it on the other side, and then you like steal it from that team? Okay, all right. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and move on. Or is it when it like hits it, and then you grab it, and then you shoot it? Sure, that's a putback. We'll go. We'll just say yes. You're right. You do get a rebound for that, but that's half the battle. For, yeah, anyway, for what you said. Um. Oh my. Can you? Anyway, so you've had to send most, her home. The, uh, the most twenty double doubles in the league since 2012. For sure. Okay. No. Let's let's go back to this. What What did you figure out in rebounding? Like, oh yeah, How so, did you get so good back, at back, it? So back to the story. So he was like, "Well, you got to figure out one aspect of the game and perfect it." I'm like, "All right. Well, we got block shots, rebounding, or steals." I'm like, "Well, like I said earlier." Nobody really cares about rebounding because I looked at the list of guys who averaged the most rebounds. The most was like 11. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm like, so you're doubling that more. Triple. Effortlessly. Look at her trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, without trying. Hey, so, no, I'm 
That's impressive. You don't even know that. if it's to impressive. To triple something is impressive, I'm assuming. No, you're right. Yeah, she so <laughs> once she tripled her guys in one night, she was like, wow, this is so impressive. Oh, my. <laughs> Come kidding, on kidding. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so when I when I came up with that, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to be the best rebounder to ever play this game. So uh, That's pressure filled. After uh, after my first year, I averaged almost a double-double. I averaged like nine and nine. My second year, I've never averaged anything below a double-double since like 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's so. It's not bad, you know. That's not a put. That's, that's not, not a bad, bad thing in the contract. We, you know? we at 2022 right now. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, that's not bad. So, so you've been in the league nine years or eleven. Like, what What is the technical thing about it? Would you just say it's it's the effort? I think it's just the will. The yeah, will to want to get it. Like it, like I said, it's not pretty. Nobody wants to be hit. Nobody wants yeah. to get bumped or elbowed. Like I didn't lost a tooth. I didn't broke my nose a few times Jeez. going in for rebounds. So who's the hardest person to box out to get a rebound? Nikolai Pekovic. He used to play for Minnesota. Like there's guys that I hate. Fucking yeah. playing against, he's the number one. <laughs> if you're watching this, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what about Steven Adams? He just seems I like- love Steven. I love Steven Adams. I, oh, Steven Adams was in our class too, 2011. He was in our class yeah. too. Wow. Uh, but Pekovic, you've made my early career a fucking nightmare. <laughs> my first four years in the league, I hated playing against him, man. It was it was the worst. Why, but, uh, why is that? He's just so he's probably he's probably the strongest man. I'm I'm strong as fuck. Like yeah. like to play against somebody like that, like he's like trying to move this entire fucking apartment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was crazy playing against him. Uh, Steven Adams is the same way, very solid. Dude. He looked like he was forty when he was fifteen. <laughs> Not for sure. That? Have you seen his high school pictures? Yeah, isn't that insane? He yeah. looked like Aquaman at fifty. Look at that. <laughs> We're gonna have to bring that up. Um, but anybody like currently in the league where like it's like okay, I know it's gonna be a battle tonight. I think nah. I think for me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, think I love for, that. I think for me, I figured the art out. I know when and I know when and where and how many times I need to go get the ball. Because, like I said, I've averaged a, a double digits and rebounds my whole yeah. career. So I know if I'm playing against a certain guy, I know when I'm going to attack him. Like I know guys that I'll attack earlier in the game and cool off in the second half, and I know guys that are out of shape that I'll get all of my rebounds in the second half. So yeah. I can even the NBA and be out of shape. That doesn't add up to me. Well, there's some guys out there, you know. Um, so. <laughs> Dude, look, look, look at this, this guy. Look at this Game of Thrones <laughs> looking. What? Yeah. How tall is he? He's probably 6'10, 6'11. No, he's my height. He's 6'10. 6'10. 6'10. That's not that, That's what he looked like in high school. That's high school. Now look at look up at like 22. <laughs> this is gonna blow your mind, Indy. 22. Is that is that him with the long hair there? Yeah, he grew his hair out. Yeah. Oh, so he literally looks like Carl Drogo. Look at him at 22. <laughs> oh, that's, liter that's literally Carl Drogo. Yeah. Oh, you, dude, you were spot oh, on with the Aquaman. Yeah, bro. Wow, yeah, you were spot on with Aquaman. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so um, where were you drafted? I mean, we know, but for-, for I, was drafted, I was drafted ninth. You were drafted ninth. Yeah, okay, first and round. then- To Detroit. What, how, before we get into anything, how did that feel for your family? Like, what was that? What did it feel to you for Detroit, your mom? Detroit the Sixers? Yo, so you know, close. this is out of line. <laughs> this is getting bad. You, you played for the Sixers, right? I definitely I, well, I mean this in the most That's respectful way. We're going to queue it up to you for just, we're going to give you some layups. We're going to give you some, we're going to give you some alley-oops and you just got to- Is gotta, Detroit like just a set, is that- That's a city. Yes. No, that's just the name of the. Nope. Oh, yeah. oh, I tell you, when, you'll you'll see the alley oop. You grab it and you dunk it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, you just wait for it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, what, yeah, what did that mean for you and your family? Just being there on draft night, man. It was life changing. Uh, life changing for me. Uh, I mean, just like the moment I was walking the stage, I just saw like my whole childhood flash in front of my face, man. Just. Everything I've been through, you know, sleeping on a broken sofa bed till I was 15, going to a boarding school, sleeping on a fucking twin bed at the at 6'10". 
Well, we did it at 26, not to brag, but. <laughs> can I uh, can I ask a question? As somebody that really doesn't know anything about this, really, do you <laughs> do you know who you're getting drafted to on draft night? Like, do you already? Yeah, some, sometimes it's like that for me. Um, or did you have no idea? I did. Ha I had an idea because the night before the draft, I worked out for the Pistons at like four in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah, I was originally I was originally uh, projected to go top five, and a couple of trades happened that night, so I ended up falling to nine. And Detroit came and worked me out at like four in the morning, and they told me if I fall to nine, I was going to Detroit. So either way, I knew I was going somewhere. Yeah, I was either going one mm -hmm. through nine. Who was your team growing up that like you just loved? Uh, the Celtics and the Knicks by force because there was like a fucking war between my family. Yeah, <laughs> what was your, what, what fan is your mom? Um, fam, my mom is a uh, Chicago Bulls fan. She loves. Oh, she, oh, she, so loves, she, she must be on cloud right, right now. Yeah, right she, now. She that's Mike. who you play for now. Yeah, she loves Michael Jordan. Look at that. That's a layup. Love and, 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 and I have cool info about the Bulls. My dad back in the nineties actually used to be one of their trainers. Like back when Pippen played and all that stuff. Because he, that. I love how when Pippen played. I know, right? <laughs> Did anybody else play with Pippen? Yeah. Who, who else played on the team? Jordan. She's like Le, Le, uh, James uh, LeBron. Jordan yeah. played. <laughs> I know these things. Thank you very much. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's good to hear. It doesn't sound like it. Right. Um, okay, so so that's kind of euphoric moment. Does everyone move out with you to Detroit or no? I I just took my mom and sister with me, and uh, it's crazy. Like I got drafted at eighteen, so I lived with my mom until I was twenty. No, I think Detroit. I think that's I think that keeps you grounded too. It did. Totally. It did. I think I, I I think if I if I didn't do that, I don't think I'd be where I'm at now. Uh, I think she did a really good job of helping me transition from a boy to a man at a, at a young age and getting a lot of money that we've never seen before. She did a really, she, to, to this day, she still manages my money. Oh, that, oh that's so, so smart. Yeah, she, I, I, so you got to ask her if you can go sleep over at a girl's house. <laughs> all, all, all that shit. Mom, can I, can I meet this girl? Can I go, can I go to dinner? Can I go to the club? Like, <laughs> She's like, uh, as long as you're back by, by midnight. Yeah, you got practice in the morning. <laughs> uh, I was watching an interview on Joe Burrow and he was talking about how you know he got drafted and then it just in his bank account was a wire transfer for a ton of money. Was it the same? Is that the same thing in the NBA where it's just yeah. like, it's a flick of a switch. Did you, you got wake millions? up one morning and see that? Well, we, the way, the way we did our pay schedule, we did it more so like in increments instead of taking a full smart, thing. Really smart. Yeah, Very so, smart. But like the amount that we were getting at the time, we've never seen in our lifetime. My mom was like, what the fuck? This is, a, this is like a real number. Like yeah. we used to see this <laughs> shit on TV, like on the lottery or some shit like that. Like to see that in our, in, in, the, in an account, it was crazy. So we were grateful and thankful for those moments. And, did you did you splurge a little bit initially? Yeah, can I? Ask she would never. She would never let me. Yeah. The most expensive thing I bought was not the, the change around I, your neck. Or nah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like not even close. Yeah, nah. This is uh for fun. <laughs> but um the first the first thing I bought was actually my car. I, I didn't even buy the car. Actually, I leased it. I didn't even buy my first car till I was like in my fourth year in the league. Oh, what you um, what'd you get? I got an S550, and I still got it to this day, too. Who uh, who kind of instilled in you that, I mean, it's true. Like, a lot, not everybody, there could be injuries, and then a right. lot of people go broke after they've been in the league. Who instilled in that you, like, save your money and be smart and live within your means? By force, my mom. Yeah. And then after after a few years, I kind of learned, and it kind of stuck with me throughout the years. And, you know, when you when you grow up with, like, not having something and you do end up getting it, or well, at least in my household, we yeah. never we don't want to lose it. Yeah. So you want to try to save and preserve it the best way you can and, you know, save it for generations, for generations. It's not about right now. It's about what can what you can do for your, your future, mm -hmm. you know, offspring later on. Yeah, and initially when you got in the league and your life kind of changed, what was your first moment where you, where you stopped and you paused and your mind just kind of looked around and like, I'm really here? Was there, there was a certain moment like, wow, this is, this is, what is going on with my life? I think the first time I stepped on the court and played the Lakers and Kobe came out. 
Oh, that must have been beautiful. Oh. Man, that shit was crazy. I, I, I'll never forget it. Was that your favorite player growing up? Favorite player, yeah, because he was the best to ever do it. Yeah, talk, talk about that Kobe experience. Um, just, I mean, having a relationship with Kobe is nothing like it, man. Just his mindset and just the way he loves the game and what he does to prepare and be the guy that he is is nothing like it. Uh, just, I mean, what can't you say about Kobe? He's done everything physically possible that anybody can do as a human being, and he's, he'll live forever. No, a lot of people oh, saying he's he's a lot of people's big brother in the league just because no, he, sure. he took so many people under his wing. And is there any specific advice you got from him or anything like that 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 really resonated with you now and in his passing that you like thought about again? Like I, I'm so glad I at least got to have that moment. I think I think his last his last uh, All Star game I played with him. We were in Toronto, or was it L.A.? I think it was L.A. <clears throat> when I played in the All Star game. I remember when I went to go get my hook because last year. I remember him telling me, he's like, don't be complacent. This shit could change at any given time. Stay hungry. Yeah. And it stuck with me. And, like, the position I'm in now, because this is, like, right before I got traded from Detroit to Cleveland, then I yeah. went to fucking Philly, then I went, you know, I'm all yeah. I'm all over the place. So, you know, that message stuck with me throughout that whole time, and I'm living by that to this day. Like, I'm still hungry. I'm still ready to, you know, get after it and get back to where I was at. Yeah. I mean, I, not to touch on this too much, because but when his initial passing happened, what was your, like, initial gut-wrenching feeling and, and what were your thoughts? Was it even believable? I don't think, I, I, I didn't believe it. And I feel like when I when I read it, I was like, this shit gotta be fake. Ain't, yeah. ain't no it's, way. I mean, that's because that's, that's, like you, that's like, God. Like, that's, like, yeah. like when you think of Kobe, when you think, yeah, I was about to say that. When you think of Kobe, you think motherfuckers invisible. Like, you, yeah. you, you invincible, you can't, you can't be touched. Yeah. So when I seen it, I'm like, yeah, this gotta be fake news and nothing like yeah. that. But then, you know, we all, as players, get like a, a message. Yeah. You know, in a group chat, like, He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, that's where yeah. your heart's got to drop. Yeah. So like, I don't even. I don't. I don't even, where was we at, Marty? I don't even remember where we were at when when we found when I found this out. Oh yeah, we were at, we were we were in, uh, back in Florida, right? Yeah, I was at home, so we nothing I really could do. I just besides yeah, just sit grieve. there and yeah, just sit there and think about everything that he's done in his career, everything he's done for me and done for other players, and how many lives he's touched. Mm -hmm. How many little kids fucking shoot fadeaways and say Kobe like yeah. I was doing that shit as a kid too and still do it to this day now too for no reason like I catch myself doing it like I shot a I shot a fucking bottle in the cup today and I mean shot a bottle in the trash can and say Kobe like it's, yeah. it, it sticks and, with you forever I mean his, oh. his work ethic just transcends not just basketball in general I mean he won an Oscar right like how, how cool is that he won an that? Oscar yeah he won an Oscar yeah. so when he left the league he did this short film where it was kind of he like told me about this. an homage to basketball and saying I love you to basketball and my mom actually went to his last game that's really cool. We had no idea. <laughs> hey, trust hey. me, we're caught up on that well, part. No, we're brand new. We're brand new to LA. We had no idea about like anything, but we knew that like Lakers, whatever. And so my mom had bought tickets to go see a basketball game. I know y'all was in the three hundred club. Yeah, just sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, they were like nosebleed tickets, yeah, but bet. they had these black envelopes that we still have to this day on every single seat in the stadium and. Like him she, him she saying opened thank it, you. saying thank you and like saying goodbye, and it was his last game ever, and. We had no idea who he was or, or anything, but um, yeah, she uh, somebody who probably didn't deserve to see his last game, saw his last game. So no, that's that, that's cool. Well, everybody has a little bit of a Kobe experience, you know. I mean, being in the TV film, world, I share a birthday with him. So exactly. So I, I've been inspired with him and just his Oscar and how he's able to be a storyteller as well. Because at the end of the day, you know. Any way, any way to like bring your career up is storytelling. I'm right. sure you found that. That's why you're here today. You like you're talking, and and when people get to know you better, they have deeper relationship and things like that. Okay, so let's get back to the timeline. You're in you're in Detroit the first few years. Right. You start. Um, where you were all NBA rookie second team first. 
first team, and then you were like fact check that I might be tripping. You you were like fourth in fourth in voting, I think, right. for for rookie of the year, and and that's I don't what, know how I had a stress fracture and I oh did you yeah I I missed like half the season I had a stress, what? I had a stress fracture in my back. Wow. Oh, it was actually against the damn. Lakers. It was, it was against the Lakers. And it was Kobe's fault, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did he do? Um, it, was, uh, it was the last play of the game. We were down by one, and we threw, uh, we drew up a lob play. And I caught the ball, and he like kind of like shoved me out of yeah. air, and I felt real awkward. And I just remember I felt paralyzed after that. Oof. But they, they didn't call the foul either. <laughs> Do you ever still feel that pain a little bit? Nah. Okay, I, gotcha. I took care of that. that. That's that's long gone. Okay, good, good, good. And I was just thinking, if it was, if it ever ached, you could always be like, Kobe's with me a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's still he's still punching me in the back a little bit. But that's funny. Okay, so you kind of take the league by storm. You realize you got that rebounding knack, and then you became the face of a franchise. So how it's one thing to make it the NBA. That's a dream, and then it's one thing to be one of the top players. So what is your mindset doing at that point? Yeah, to have to have that light at such a young age, it it does it does stuff to you. It makes you mature a lot faster. Yeah, it brings you into a different realm in terms of like certain players you have access to now, like the the bigger guys yeah. in the league. Like the they, they start bringing you along now because they know who you are. Yeah, and now they like want you part of their clique. So to have that at the age of like twenty two, twenty three years old, it's how, it's how, crazy because like these guys, these are the guys I've watched, you know, yeah. like 14, 15 years old, yeah. and now. They calling me bro and shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you ever think you know. that took like a toll on you mentally, like with the amount of pressure that might have hold? Of held? course, of course. I mean, this whole game is pressure. Everything, everything we do on a daily basis is pressure, and everyday life is pressure. Everything you do that you want to be great at, you know, it's pressure to do. You got people you got to take care of. You got people to look up to. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I think it was Damian Lillard though who was talking about. Um, it's it's pressure, but you know it's real pressure. It's like that single right. mom that's like yeah busting to try to get their family to do something. I'm sure you look at your mom and be like, "You're stronger than anything I could do." So this is right. I just got to work hard, and we're gonna be taken care that's of. For sure. Yeah, that's 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 really good to hear. Um, okay, so yeah, who who was like the first like dap up that knew who you were, where you were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, or did you have any like a uh, little bit of fan moments when you're just on the court? No, nah, I mean Marty can vouch for me. I don't give a fuck about nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what stature or what type of player you are. I'm here to bust your ass. And <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not worried about nothing. I'm cool with you off the court, but when it's time to play, I don't fan out. I mean, yeah. Kobe's an exception. It's fucking, yeah. it's fucking Kobe Bryant. Yeah. But other than that, I don't really care. I think I think the first moment, the first person to really like show me love was probably Bron. Yeah, when he was in Miami. Uh, I call like a 360 alley on him. You can probably find that. <laughs> I, he's like, I gotta, just in case you want to pull it up. I got to sneak this up. He said, I've actually got the link tattooed on me right yeah, here. I got, I got, the, I got QR. the QR code right here. <laughs> he's like, okay, play in slow motion, please. And okay. again, and slow down a little bit. Rewind. And then and he's like, is that a rebound? We're like, no. Nope. Nope. Sorry. In my mind, LeBron's a little bit the same as Kobe, where you kind of see him and it's like, almost is like he a, a real person. Yeah. I get that question asked a lot. Yeah. Is, is he, is he, is he as tough as as it seems to be, like the guarding and all that? Um, I think LeBron James is the best player in our generation. For my generation, obviously Kobe's the best player in the previous generation. I think LeBron is LeBron James. Everything you see is exactly I mean, what we, he is. We might as well ask the most annoying question. You know, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? You have to start a franchise. As of okay, so let me ask you a better question. What era are we talking? As of today, we're talking right now. Yeah, today, because that just makes sense. Like, so the, we're not going in, in the past. So Michael Jordan at his prime and LeBron at his prime. Yeah, and and you got to think longevity and all that. Right. Too. Well, Jordan got a lot of rings. He does have a lot of rings, and he's won those by himself almost. Yeah. And I think the the few LeBron had, he had a 
decent supporting cast. Yeah. So I think that probably answers your question. I mean, it, it, didn't, it didn't answer my, I mean, you danced around it best. I gave you, I gave you a, uh, I mean, that is, interview, he said interview No, no, that was so political. <laughs> yeah, He's very, like, very uh, political. they're both good. They should be on the same team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I could bring them together, I would. Oh, oh if I could just, uh, and then I'll be on the team too. Well, I think that's such a hard question because not only does Jordan have that winner's mentality in like the all around game, but LeBron is 6'9 doing that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to really pick your poison. Like, they both do similar shit. Yeah. No, we'll get we'll get off the annoying questions now. Okay, so you're uh you're in you're in the league, and then when is your first All Star? Uh, uh, twenty fourteen or fifteen? Nice. No, twenty sixteen. What is that? Sixteen, sixteen, sixteen. So an All Star, I found, are the good basketball players, <laughs> <laughs> and then they meet together and they play a game against each other. You could bless me, bro. Oh yeah, get him a little bit. I found come in the camera, bro. Get you some light, my guy. Yeah. Oh, he found it. That's I found some shit. It. Yo, look how young I look too. Little ass head. Dude, <laughs> you can tell. This is this is only 2012, but wait, wait, who, the we, graphics look old as hell. Like crazy, right? It's crazy how the production has changed. You don't even. Dude, dude, I was I'm, say, right, I'm right there. I was saying number, number one. Here we with go. The ugly ass knee pads on. Here we go. Boom. Love it. <laughs> Love to see it. Did you see Love. that rebound, Indy? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a steal. Yeah, that was a steal. <laughs> Did you see that steal, that block? Appreciate yeah, you, totally. Good job. Okay, how Good many? Job. Shout out to Marty in the building. Shout out to Marty in the spot. Don't make it hot. <laughs> now, be honest. I mean, you do a 360 dunk. Bronze in the game. Are you. Was that you, just what that was? Oh yeah, you know, let's keep moving on. So you do you do the dunk. Let me let's just be honest. Were you in your bed at night like a little kid? Like I was hype. Yeah, I, I, was, I was fucking eighteen years old. Yeah, I you were eighteen. Yeah. Oh damn. You and your mom are sitting on the couch. Okay, play one more time. Play yeah, run that shit time. back. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> slow it down now. Slow it down now. And what's your sister? I I didn't ask you about that. What you think about like the come up and everything like this? So it's funny. My my sister doesn't give a shit about none of this. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care about none of this. All she 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 might be might as well be the big sister because she treat me like I'm still twelve to are this you, day. Are you guys still pretty close? Yeah, that's like my best friend. I talk yeah. to her every day. She she be on everybody ass. Marty would tell you. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she she the big dog of the family. She makes sure everything go yeah. go as planned. Don't get in trouble when when she's around. No, for sure. That's when you sneak. When you're in a different city and she's not around, that's when you can have some fun. You're like sneaking around. Yeah, because she telling me in a heartbeat. <laughs> okay, so you, so you're doing well, and then um, where'd you go to after the Pistons? I went to Cleveland during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I got traded like a couple of days before uh, the pandemic. So I ended up in Cleveland. I played like eight games, I think, there. And what, oh, what's God, that? What's Cleveland that? Cleveland and the pandemic. That sounds like hell. Well, I wasn't there. I, I left immediately. I went, I, went right, I went right to Florida. So, so smart. Best what, decision you what, ever made. What's the, what's the like athlete's like thought process? Do you get, how quickly do you know beforehand when you're getting traded? So it's crazy. So I, so to tell the story, I remember we were playing, we were going to OKC that day. We left shoot around. And it ended it early. So you, so I've been a part of the, the trade process. Not me personally, but I've seen it a yeah. couple of times. So when they end shoot around early, that means somebody's getting the fuck up out of here. Yeah, yeah. So, so I remember I was driving I was driving out to the airport. I had some time to kill. So I stopped at a bar. Um, so I'm sitting there having some drinks, having some food. And I get a call from my agent. He was like, what are you doing? I was like <laughs> sitting at a bar getting ready to go to the airport. He said, don't. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was like, why not? He was like, you may be getting traded right now. I was like, well, shit, the plane leaves in 10 minutes. What you want me to do? He's like, just sit there for another five minutes. I'll let you know. <laughs> so mind you, the trade deadline ends at like 4, p 4 p.m. And it's like 3.50, 3.50 right now. So I got 10 minutes before it ends. And our flight's at 4 o'clock. Jeez. So I sit there. He's like, all right, you can go. I, think, I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm like, all right, bet. 
So I drive to the I drive to the airport, pull up, take all my bags, put it on the plane. You got to the airport at four o'clock when your flight's at four. Let me finish. <laughs> exactly. My bad. My bad. She's about to be like, is this a rebound? Anyway, go on. <laughs> I show up late all the time, so if that's what you're asking, yes. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I get to the plane, I put all my shit on the plane, I go up and I get ready to sit in my seat, and I get another phone call. So now it's like three fifty nine. Uh oh. He was like, You're going to Cleveland. And he just pauses. I said, where's the punchline, motherfucker? Like, what do you mean? I was like, the, like, I'm on the plane. He was like, well, get off. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, so what do I do? I've never, I've, I've played here for fucking seven years. Yeah. Like, what, what do I, I've never been traded before. What do I do? Like, I'm, I'm panicking now. Yeah. And mind you, the, the door's about to close. He's like, you have to get off the plane and just go home. What? So wow. I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I get off the plane, grab my bags. I didn't go home. I went back to the bar. took like 10 shots. Nice. <laughs> So I'm like, this is this shit is real life, man. You know, you can get, get up and move quickly. What, so, what were your feelings like? Were you like distraught? Were you? I was with I was with one of my longtime friends, the one. Uh, he's the one that drove me there. One of my bros. So he he met me at the bar, and I, like he was like, "Y'all seen what happened?" Like he actually works for the Pistons too. So it it fucked with him too because I was with him every yeah. day. So it was it was tough because I just saw like my did, whole childhood just get flushed in the fucking toilet. Did you see it coming? I didn't. That's the crazy part. Yeah. I expe- especially when you're the franchise. I mean, right. the face of the franchise. And then suddenly- and it's crazy. It's crazy. The game before we just beat Phoenix, I had 30 and 29 in like Oof. five blocks or some shit like that. You could probably pull that up too. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, you never see that kind of stuff coming. At the end of the day, it's a business. Were, were you hurt or, or did initially? I, cry, I cried. I'm not even going front. I cried. I was yeah. sad. I was sad because I really loved playing in Detroit. I enjoyed being there. I enjoyed the city, like the fans, like everybody there. I felt like home. That's all I knew. That's exactly. You know, being, that's, being 18 and then being traded at 26. So that's, that's where you became a man, honestly. Right. That's where you learned everything. Le- learned everything there. So just being traded and, you know, going somewhere else. You know, I took that shit personal, though. Yeah. Because every time I play Detroit, I'm trying to bust their ass from here on out. So. Hey, you're trying to do that regardless. I love, I love Detroit, though. No, yeah. no no, funny shit. Like, I, I love Detroit. Even to this day, I tell people, like, yo, do you miss Detroit? I'm like, hell yeah. I love. I still got my house there. No, the fans No, the fans still think you're on the team, I think. I mean, no, they, for sure. Yeah, they, they love you so much. <laughs> like, I get it every day. Like, yo, come back to Detroit. Come back to Detroit. But, you know, nothing I could do about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, hey, Detroit. Um, what, what what was your mom's initial thoughts? You know, my mom, my mom was funny. She was like, she wasn't mad. She wasn't sad. She was just like, look at this as a, a new chapter. Yeah. So, and that's the whole reason why I chose number zero too, you know, when I switched from number one. She mm. like, think of it as like a cycle. Like, yeah. it, it's never ending. So, just always think of it as a never ending cycle of uh, of uh, new beginnings and new coming. So, that's why I chose number zero. And that's why I got that shit on my neck. So, I always remind myself that uh, it's never, never one dimensional. You know, life comes at you in many different ways. You got to be able to... No, roll with it. What would you say is like your biggest lesson you took from that where it made you like a bigger person, a better man of of like that hardship of getting traded? Um, did it make you work harder or anything? I think it made my, my skin a lot tougher. Yeah. Uh, I stopped having like, not purposely, but I stopped having those personal relationships with like people in like in the organization and things like that. Cause I feel like why build a relationship knowing I can be yeah. Giving up at any given time, so I really treated it like it was a business. Like from there on, did you did you ever think like are they like now in future conversations? Are you like are you just put on a face of like just so I'm happy while I'm here and just in no, case? like yeah. I, I enjoy all this all the cities I've been in. You know, since then, you know, Cleveland, Philly, Brooklyn, uh, you know, going to Chicago now. Like every city I've been in, I played it for the Lakers for a little bit. How long? How long have you been in Chicago? 
This is shit. I've been there yet. I just got. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, if you guys want to tell me how it is, please yeah, let please me know. Please tell me if you what, oh. what you know about Chicago it. school. <laughs> it's good to hear. Is there anybody that got traded that you were really good buddies with on the team that like hit you the hardest? You're like, oh, not him. Yeah, well, it was crazy because uh, Stanley Johnson got traded earlier yeah. earlier that month, mm-hmm. and that's like I've known Stanley since she was 12 years old. I grew up with Stanley, you know, from his mom telling me from draft night to take care of my son and her dying two days later. Oh, so, wow, that is... Oh, damn. So Stanley Johnson is like my little brother, yeah. and, um, you know, it was, it was sad to see him go. It was, it, was, it was tough. And then to leave Reggie Jackson, who was also one of my closest friends, too, uh, Blake Griffin was there, too. So those guys were like a... It was like three peas in a pod. You couldn't you couldn't yeah. separate us. So yeah. it was tough to lose that lose that uh, relationship there. But we're still cool to this day. Now Blake Blake's really funny too. Um, no, he's like, hilarious. Yeah, he loves the he's comedy hilarious. stuff. I think that's what I admire about you and Blake is you're trying to get out a little bit into the entertainment scene as well right. because you know you've got personalities and that's where the longevity comes. Like you, yeah, you'll probably be set for life with all the money and everything, but you still want to be in the game. You still want to be in the scene a little bit and talk. And I think that's smart for you guys to sure. kind of expand. And a lot of people might get scared about, you know, even coming on like this podcast, whatever random thing it is, but you understand like the power of social media right. and the power of all of it. So that's, that's really good to hear. Cause that shows like your business side and, Which, and can we t- Can we talk about for a second? Like, Going to David's parties, you never know who to expect yeah. it. Like, who the fuck's gonna be there? Right. And then, and then, I, just like you're there, like and, and emceeing we, the fuck out of this party, performing a dope ass song that we we're all like, "Whoa!" Okay, so like, I'm, a, I'm a natural entertainer, yeah, man. but like we were genuinely like, "Why is to, what to, is happening?" To pre to preface this, um, oh yeah, like m- how m- is he even here Mr. right Mr. now? Mr. Drummond's in the crowd with a. Uh, with a fake Afro on, <laughs> and, uh, and you're not my hair really look like that if I take these braids out. <laughs> in, in, in '70s theme, and a lot of people in the league, they just say they can rap or they say they can do music, right. and a lot of the, the fans of their team would be like, "This guy's dope." Every other player's like, or every other person's like, "No, they're not." Um, <laughs> but you started rapping, I was like, "Wait." I wouldn't skip this on Spotify. Uh, no, that's love, that's good. Love, man. I appreciate that. No, appreciate it was that. really, really good. And, and you know how to entertain too. When'd you get into music? I've been doing music forever, man. I've been in the choir since I've been a little boy. Oh, choir um, kids. <laughs> She's like, I know about that. Um, I, I, start, I started, I, st- I really got, I found a love for music like early in my NBA career because I used to give myself like summer goals. Yeah. So I started DJing my first, uh, oh, cool. first like four or five years in the league and I DJed all over the world. That's smart. That's, that's, that's really so cool, cool too. So I got to a point where I got so good at it where I was like, I'm tired of playing other people's shit. Like I want to start making my yeah. own, start making my own music. So I started really perfecting my craft with that and like finding different sounds, you know, meeting different people, asking them for their opinion on how do I get better at doing yeah. this? Because if I want to take it seriously, I want to ask the right people. Yeah, because Sha- Shaq DJ for a while too, right? He, did. he still does now. Yeah, he's like- Shit, he, Really? He get, he get paid like 300000 just to DJ. No, Damn. exactly. Like people don't understand how much DJs make. Like they make a lot of fucking money. Like, well, that's for music. That's like league him. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? For sure. Um, Okay, let's say who are your biggest influences in music in terms of what? Just like Like who who I like, like, yeah, who you like, who who you not want to sound like, but took inspiration from. I'll probably say like Wiz Khalifa, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's it. That's it. Like every every, like all my songs. I who are the top three in order um, rappers in the league? You you can't include yourself. I cannot include myself. Okay, Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that do so many different things. So like, we'll just say as artists, I think. Iman Shumpert is number one. Yeah? I think he's number one in terms of, like, what he's done. He's one of my favorite personalities in the league. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. Great, great guy, great guy. And uh, 
you know, a lot of fun to be around. So, yeah. uh, Iman is number one for sure. In terms of lyrically, I guess you could put Dame up there, but yeah. in terms of making songs and like shit that's pops, I like Miles, I like Miles Bridges music. Yeah. He's from Detroit though, so I don't count. That's cheating. <laughs> I, I grew up, I pretty much grew up listening to Detroit music, but he's really good. Um, Victor Oladipo is really good. <coughs> Have you ever heard Victor Oladipo sing? No. That, motherfucker, that motherfucker sing. He's like an angel. <laughs> he's, he's got some pipes on him. No, he'll. That is so disrespectful. Wow. When y- y'all are professional fucking athletes in the NBA and you got musical talent. What's wrong with I that? I was wondering where she's going. Yeah, I wonder where she's going. With <laughs> I was God like- really said, you're my fucking favorite. Like, what the fuck? I don't think it's that thing. We just got the drive. <laughs> got the- He's just like, you know, we figured it out. Um, okay, yeah, that's really cool. So you got the music. Okay. But Lonzo's cold too. I like Lonzo's music too. Yeah. Who else do music? A lot, a lot of guys do music in the league. You know, KD do music. I um, don't you know, he That's like so he cool. like a story. He like a storybook rapper. Bronze he's it. so funny in my opinion because he knows exactly what he's doing on social media. Oh yeah, he don't give a fuck. No, he doesn't, <laughs> and that's what's the best thing is people think he has so many feelings about things. He doesn't right. care at all. Nah, he he's just a, he's he a just, real he a real person though. And I, I respect it though. Like he don't he don't hold his tongue. He say what he got. No, say. And, he, and he and he loves to troll people. Like he got on he just got on TikTok and he yo that shit was funny. I seen it too. I texted him. I said, bro, you a clown for this? <laughs> he said, yo, how I work this shit? <laughs> wait, wait, pull up that clip really quick. Um, well, you know who's actually a really good. Singer on the, to touch on the topic too, uh, Kyrie Irving. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's actually a really, really good singer. Is he trying to pursue it, or is that no, no? He just you choir kid too, so yeah. he, he can sing. That's so cool. That's another thing. Like, See, the he, choir isn't lame for anyone saying that it no, was the lame. The choir's not lame at all. I used to play the snare drum too. Oh, the choir cool. is sick. Thank you so much. <laughs> it taught me all of my values. I love that. Oh well, you didn't go to a good choir then. Yeah, I've seen your values. Oh goodness, shots. Um. Speaking of shots, y'all trying to cheers? <laughs> yeah, take, take another one. Okay, while he, while he's pulling that up, so you're in Cleveland now. What right. do you think of that experience? The, pand- the pandemic hits, the world's kind of going crazy. Um, <clears throat> what were your thoughts during all that? So your first trade was only at the beginning of the pandemic? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I did pretty well for myself in my career. No, that's like <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Yeah, who, I mean, who was in Cleveland with you? And then um, what was that like? The only person that came to Cleveland with me at the time was uh, my boy, my boy Lowe. Yeah, uh, he he flew in from China because the pandemic obviously hit out there too. That's where it started. Yeah, so I was like, you know, make sure you. Oh, he you, brought it here, didn't he? Yeah, I was like, hope hopefully. Oh, oh. I think make sure you healthy. Take a fucking test for you come over here. Yeah, and uh, he kind of helped me move all my stuff from Detroit. My boy Ali and Dewan, who I was mentioned earlier, helped me move all my stuff down to Cleveland. So how long were you there for? <laughs> uh, shit, the pandemic hit. Feels like forever. I, ago, yeah, right? I play, yeah, I played. Yeah, I played. I played eight games. So we'll say like. Three weeks tops. I was in Cleveland. Oh wow! Yeah. Can, wow, you can like it's only is that quick? You can be traded that quick after? Well, it's no, no, no. Well, it's, it's, the, it's immediately. Yeah, like, I played my first game like two days later. Damn. Yeah. So from the story I told you that day, I played my first game in Cleveland two days later. And had you Damn. practiced with the team yet? Yeah, I was. I went. To, I went to shoot around the day of the game. I don't think I actually. I I did play that game actually. I don't know why the fuck I played, but <laughs> we uh we played the we played the Clippers. And I went when you, I. You hadn't even practiced with the team yet. Not once. Wow. What the? Fuck? What is that even like? Like, how do you? You know, how do you work with you know, them? I, I thought it was so cool. I felt like I was in like fucking my park or some shit. Like, yeah, that. Like, yeah. I feel like I was just meeting new people and just. It just felt like a pickup playing. game. Yeah, it, it was cool though. Like that that team, I love that team. You know, Darius Garland is one of my favorite guys. Colin Sexton, oh. uh, the coaching staff was amazing there too. I, I really loved playing there. The city of Cleveland was amazing. The fan base was awesome. Um, 
But yeah, just the pandemic hit and shit, shit just changed. Okay, this is uh, a clip of uh, K- yeah. KD. Dude, this is so hard to find. There's a million and a half Kevin Durant's on TikTok and not one of them's him. <laughs> <laughs> Two-way, three-level. Yo, how I work this shit? <laughs> <laughs> he's always got such an attitude about everything. Like, he's mad he can't figure it out. He's like... <laughs> Like, what the fuck am I doing on here? <laughs> He's funny, too. Oh, oh, we'll talk about that. Okay, well, let's go uh, some of the funniest guys you've been around in the league. Uh, Blake is definitely number one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he could almost do stand-up. I think he had like, a little yeah, bit, right? No, he's done stand-up. I've been to one of his comedy shows, too. I got videos on my phone, too. Like, he's he's very, very funny. Yeah, we're going to try to get him on here, because I think he'd be just, he'd just kill he'd be, it. He'd be hilarious on here. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. He, he's, he's so funny. Um, Anybody else that, like... You can't even be in a room with because you can't take it seriously. Definitely Kev. Kev for sure. Yeah. Definitely one. He seems funny. I don't know. This guy's got just their personalities, but those two guys are probably the funniest that I've been around. You said Stanley Johnson. Any other like league, I'll call it league long friends where you kind of met and well, it's you, like, like the guys in my class. I mean, obviously like Austin Rivers, like yeah. his his brother and I, we played in high school together. We're still best friends to this day. Doc Rivers, obviously, I played for him, so I've known yeah. Doc since I was Fucking twelve years old. Yeah, Shabazz Muhammad, who's no longer in the NBA, I'm, no, I'm still cool with him to this day too. Um, other than that, I really keep to myself. I don't really got too many friends in the NBA like that. I kind of keep a keep a tight circle. Yeah, wh- when did you start getting into, I guess, the social media scene and, and seeing this as like a, a positive? You know, I've always been really wary about social media because it's very easy to uh, misconstrue words or yeah, you know, easy to to make stories out of nothing. Yeah. So I've never been a big fan of it. So I hired my best friend, Mike. Mike, shout out to Mike Bornesian, <laughs> my fucking guy. We talked to him uh, before the podcast, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, grew, I grew up with Mike. Mike and I have known each other since fucking we were yay big. And uh, it's crazy. I hired him to be my social media guy. He's like, bro, you got to be more active on social media. Get more brand deals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't care about social media. Like, I was like, yo, just take my fucking page. If I have to take pictures, I'll send them to you. You post the shit. If I got to talk to somebody... It's all yours. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this shit. Yeah. I don't. I don't really care. I don't really care for. I don't care for social media. I feel like it's a death trap. You get lost on there. For real. And uh, it it it's it's hard to to cipher through because you know it takes one bad post to like fuck up everything. But I think people could also tell. I I think there's also people that are just looking for that. But there's also people you can tell when you're just you can feel a vibe off of them where your intent's never bad. So if right. say you ever do mess up, like the people that would come for you aren't aren't real people out there because right. nobody gives people a second chance anymore. That That's no, the thing over. that gets me the most frustrated. So it's, and now there's cancel culture, right? That's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're seeking reasons to like say something. And right. it's, it, and I don't know, that just annoys me the most. Stuff, they're like you know. seeking, their, their literal goal is to cancel a person. They, they no search. Reason. And like be, be cool with it too. Be happy. Like, oh yeah, I'm the one that got him canceled. They yeah. like find shit or curate shit to cancel a person. It's and like, like why, why is it, I don't know, why is it not cool? Like, I think it's fine. My thing is, like, what we like to do here is when you're with your friends, you cut up and you say stuff that might offend other people. But when you're saying it to your friend, keep that shit to yourself. But that's, yeah, that's why, but I'm saying when you're saying it to your friend, like, if it's you two in a room, that's not offensive to them because you're dynamic. So, but when other people hear it, they might think it is, you know? They get offended for the person. I took a selfie. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm going to post this. Uh, I'm sending this to Mike. (laughs) Okay. we'll, We'll get back on the timeline. Okay. Cleveland. Right. Two years, you said? Uh, yeah, I did two. I did two years. Well, well I guess really, a, a pandemic kind of like year. A half a season, yeah. yeah, and then. Um, but you were there for two years, but played eight games. Well, he's the getting first, he's getting into it right now. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I'll, so I'll just shut up and listen. The um, 
uh, pandemic happened, and then that that that's why you play eight games, right? Right. And then so that got shut down. And then you played the next season, full season. Uh, no, I actually played till uh, what was it after after New Year's is when I I stopped playing. So yeah, I played I played the first half of the season with Cleveland. We were fifth in the East, and uh, we made a trade uh, to Brooklyn. We got rid of uh, Dante Exum and a couple picks for Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Oh, I bet they they love that Jared Allen. Very good player. Um. So yeah, from when, when we got him, a lot of weird shit started happening after yeah. that. Um, you know, I got a phone call from the GM. He was like, I think the next game he was like, yo, we're gonna play Jared a little bit more. We wanna see how he looks. He's young, you know. Oh, that sounds like a trade's work. happening. That's, oh, yeah. that's no, a trade it's, wor- it's worse than a trade. Oh, is it? Let me get into it. Oh so <laughs> So yeah, so they play him a little bit, you know. I don't really play that much. And mind you, we're fifth and east. Like I'm thinking we're playing for shit right now. Like when I play basketball, I don't fucking play just to play like I'm playing yeah. to win every night so I'm thinking we done did all this hard work to be fifth in the east we're winning games we're beating really good teams we look good so in their mind is what I you know later on realized they were trying to restart again yeah a couple games go by I noticed my minutes are dropping less and yeah. less because they want to they want to rebuild less. yeah less and less I think they were more so surprised that we're winning so many games that they were like yo how the fuck do we Shut this down. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to do that. Well, so when you tank is kind of what it's called, then right. you can get higher draft picks because you're right. lower in the league. Oh, right, so then right, if right, you're right, trying right. to rebuild with younger talent, um, a lot of teams will try to do that. But I, what I don't get how everyone like, do they have like a tanking meeting? Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know how, I don't know what happened or how that became a thing, but I think we, we were on the, we were on the West coast, right? We we're on the West coast, Marty. We we're on the West coast. I think we just finished playing, playing Phoenix and we were getting ready to play the Lakers. And uh, I'm getting dressed for my game. I never forget this shit. You're getting dressed, for, like literally. No, no, not game. in the locker room. Like I'm getting dressed to like head to oh, okay. head to the head to the arena. And uh, the GM calls me, and he goes, uh, "We're gonna sit you out this game." Uh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "What you mean?" He's like, <laughs> "He was like, uh, we're gonna start Jerry this game, and you'll play next game. We'll play you guys, you know, every other game." I was like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" And he was like. That's what we want to do. So I was like, I'd rather just not play at all. He's like, is that what you want to do? So he's trying to try and flip. Oh yeah, he's trying to flip, yeah. Trying that's to what you wanted. Yeah, trying to flip it on me. So I was like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, if I'm gonna play, I want to play every game. I don't want to fucking play every other game. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I mean, this ain't college. Like, I, that's also affecting your future contracts. It's affecting oh, everything. It did. You know? it did. Oh, it definitely did for sure. So, you know, I, I said whatever. So I said I'm not gonna play. So I didn't play. We go to Golden State the next game. He's like, we're going to sit you out this game, too. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? So then, are you pretty mad at this point? Or are you I, just- didn't, I didn't start getting mad to like, game six. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a good sport. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a teammate first. I support my guys. You know, I want to see guys win. I've, I've made my money. You know, yeah. I'm a hundred-plus million-dollar man. Like, I, I want to see my guy win. Like, yeah. I, I, shit, if you want to play him, that's when I kind of realized after like game four, game five, I'm like, all right, I know what these motherfuckers is doing. They're yeah. trying, they trying to get a draft pick. They want to see this guy because I was on, I was on my last year of my deal. Yeah. So they want to, they're thinking about resigning this guy, resigning me. Yeah. Why, why resign a 26 year old when you can sign a 23 year old? Yeah. Gotcha. So I get it again. Like I told you guys before, this shit is a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's also a business for you too. Right. So, so I'm just thinking so I, that's so, what probably made you mad is like because in future contracts, if you right. if you can't put up the numbers, why are people going to take a chance on you? Right. It's so. like oh, it's, and then also behind the scenes, they might be like, oh, he might be injured because you didn't play. Right. So I don't know, you know. Yeah. So I, 
I did what I was supposed to do. I kept it real professional. I didn't cause any problems. I didn't go in the locker room and, you know, cussing nobody. I, can't, I still showed up to practice every day on time. I sat there and watched guys play. I came to every game, sat on the bench in street clothes, watched guys play. Didn't cause any problems. I think it went on for what, like two and two and a half, three months. I didn't play again. What, what oh was the who and I, I, I didn't, I didn't play. I think I missed like 20, 25, 26 games. What was the noise? Like, what narrative did they put on that you weren't going to be playing? Like, you, like I said earlier, they wanted to play younger guys because they were. No, thinking, no, I know, but like, what do they, they tell the media? Because you're going to tell the media. Yeah, I mean, it became a big thing. Like, I mean, you guys could look it up on your own time. Yeah. It became really big. Like other star, like I said, when you get to that point of your career where other star players got your back, they started, they started talking. Like guys would start noticing, like, yo, why the fuck is Drummond not playing? Like, is this, is he hurt? Like, what, yeah. the, what the fuck? is going on and a lot of questions started to rise and you know they did what they're supposed to they answered politically yeah and, just like uh, you <laughs> yeah <laughs> they answered politically um but yeah I just, I just stayed the course you know so I took I took it and used that time to just work out I started working on my game I said fuck it I was like whenever I'm not you know watching these guys play I'll just kill myself in the gym day in and day out because I don't know what's going to happen next I don't want to yeah. get out of shape and you know lose my game so you know three four months go by and I'm still not playing and yeah. then all of a sudden it comes to the buyout time where free agency is coming around you know a buyout talk comes around my agent calls me say hey you know Cleveland's looking to you know buy you out the rest of your contract and you can become a free agent you can go to another team or sit out the rest of the year and try again next year so I take the buyout so now I'm sitting at home and it became I feel like the the fucking draft again yeah <laughs> so, yeah because you know, this is the first time you haven't had time, work this is the first time like I'm about to talk to teams again yeah so now i'm getting ready to uplift and move on my shit again so now oh. i gotta now i gotta pick the right team now so i have every team you could possibly think of calling my phone you know mike is on one phone i'm on another <laughs> phone like we're just talking and talking to teams and trying to really get this organized and you know we landed on the lakers i played out here for uh the next you know two a month and a half two months i yeah. played the last uh 18 games here what, uh, what was that like i mean you playing here yeah i love playing here you know la is la at the end of the day i mean it comes with the glitz and glamour is and it, it did you notice was it a different beast being on a, a team with lebron like did you notice that like the media was a little different everything was a little different well i played usa basketball so i've played, yeah played with lebron so it's i'm not starstruck I, or anything no like no that. not not a starstruck but just say like the media attention like how, oh yeah, yeah like the Lakers, like, there's probably ten thousand tweets about them today, and like, nobody's even playing right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> In the last hour, I should say, like, because right. like that team, I feel like, is the most magnifying glasses on that team. So I didn't know if right. you felt like something different when you went to that yeah, team that's compared like to anyone yeah. around the world. You ask, like, what basketball team do you know? They oh, say Lakers. The Lakers. Yeah, Lakers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. La the Lakers. That have been a dream because of Kobe just to be to put on that. Uh, Lakers, yeah, so it, for me, it was crazy to like even have the opportunity to put on that jersey, play here in Los Angeles. You know, for a guy that comes here to train in the summertime too, to like live here for that extended period of time and play here, play in the playoffs and have that. And you just wanted to play with the Kentucky guy in Davis. Anyway. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I keep forgetting Anthony Davis was in my draft class, my high school class too. Do you, Holy shit. Yeah, he was in my draft class. Yeah, he was in my, he was in my draft class too. I forgot about him. Did you play him too. in high school? I didn't. I no. didn't play my school because yeah, yeah. I was on. He was. He played in Chicago, so all his gotcha. all his circus was in the West Coast. But yeah. I was so you didn't East see Coast. him to the league. Correct. You're you're in L.A. and then you, you you're liking it. Everything. Yeah. Everything going. I, I enjoyed my time here. I think for me it was so different because I haven't played in four months. I had no rhythm when I got yeah. here, so it was hard for me to get yeah. into it. So mm -hmm. it was hard for me to adjust to the team. Like I was trying to do everything I could to kind of get my legs going and just. And you, you're almost you're almost like running a little too fast on slippery ground. You know, it's, no. it feels it feels like you're on a bowling alley. You know, like when you get on the lanes right. on an accident, you're just that, like going that, like this. That's and, exactly what it was like, and not moving anywhere. 
but because you only had 18 games to prove yourself so i'm sure i'm sure you're like mine's like turning like i gotta right. prove this right now when if you would have had like the full season i'm sure it would have been a, a, been a great fine. fit okay and then after that um you come to uh sixers right next season yeah i went to the sixers next to the sixers how, how was that experience uh, you know, like I said, I've known Doc since I was yeah. like 13, 14 years old. Did you feel so. like you had like a father figure? Yeah, like- it was it was cool. <laughs> it was cool because like I remember I was walking into one of my workouts and he called me and I looked at my phone and I said, Why the fuck are you calling me, Doc? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I said, What's going on? Come mind you, I'm I'm a starter. Yeah. So this is like the first this is another adversity that's about to happen right now. Some more adversity is about to happen to me. So and free agency was like two days away. So he calls me, he was like, What are you doing? I said, walking into a workout. <laughs> He's like, no, what are you doing this summer? Like, where are you going? I was like, I don't know. It's free agency hasn't started yet. He was like, well, would you come play for me? I said, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, why? I was like, because I don't want to. I don't want to play behind anybody. Yeah. He was like, listen to me. He was like, if you come here and play, I'll put you in the best position to, you know, still be you, but you're gonna help one of the best bigs of our generation right now. Yeah. It was a. It was like uh. It was like swallowing my pride, like. And that's take, big. That's big of you. It's like to do this because not only am I playing behind somebody who I've had a crazy rivalry with in yeah. Joel Embiid, now I'm playing behind him. Yeah. So, you know, the yeah. Philly fans let me have it because, you know, we used to talk shit <laughs> back and forth. I mean, you know, they was like, oh, look at that. You was talking all that shit. Now you're playing behind him. What, but, what? I, I don't remember. What were, what were some like exchanges you guys got into? Well, it was it was more so I'm not a bitch. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're going to stay in your ground. Yeah, I'm going to stay in my ground. So everybody that Joel plays, he punks them. Yeah. So for me, that's his, uh, yeah, that's his. Yeah, thing. that's that's his mo, and I, and I love that about him too. Like he he's like, he talks his shit and he walks it too. So for me, I'm the same way. Like you're not gonna talk to me crazy. <laughs> you could bust my ass, but you're not gonna you're not gonna bitch me. Like I'm gonna keep coming for your ass. Yeah. Like you're not gonna. I'm, <laughs> and I think he found a, a respect for me when I did end up playing in Philly because like I'm not gonna stop. Like you yeah. could, you could you're very you're a very good basketball player, and you you got it. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna still keep playing. I'm not gonna just were, back down. Were those practices like pretty crazy? Just you two fighting each other? Nah, our practices were never crazy. At the end of the day, I'm a smart player. We need him. So no, I'm, not. I'm, I meant just like battling each other. Like no, it, it yeah. never was anything crazy. It was more so just giving him a body to play against. Yeah. Because I, you, I never want to be the guy to hurt our best player on the of team. Of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I always wondered because obviously you don't want to hurt the best players in practice. So what are the differences between I guess high school, college, and then NBA practices? I think it's, it's tailored a lot more. Like in college, it's a dogfight because anybody can take anybody's position in high school. Yeah. Depending on who you are, your your spot's either solidified or you in a dogfight for your spot too. But when it comes to the NBA, like when you go to a team and you know who's who on that team, like there's certain things you got to tailor yourself to do. Like yeah. I'm not going to fucking be up in Joel's shit in practice. Yeah. Like we need him to score 30 tomorrow against the yeah. fucking Clippers. Like we don't, he doesn't need that type of shit. So I'll give him token defense and I'll play him the way I'm supposed to play him. And make sure he gets his, gets some good working, but I would never like yeah. go out there and try to prove myself against Joel and B for what? Like I'm, 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 I'm here, to, I'm here to win. I'm not here yeah. to prove a point. Yeah. Like I'm not here to do nothing else besides win. How quickly did you guys hit it off once you got there? I think after like the first week, I think it was kind of awkward. The yeah, first, the yeah, first, yeah. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, I think after like the the first week, it was like a little, it was a little awkward the first couple of days because, like I said before, we've had some yeah. battles, you know. But that, but, but that means like you guys have the same mindset, so that's somebody you want right. to work with, you know? Right. So I ended up, I ended up like. Loving this dude, man. Like he's, he's such a hard worker. He plays so fucking hard, and he does all the necessary things to be the player he is. So I yeah. found a new respect for him because, you know, you would think with a guy that's seven foot, like he's just big and he's just outscoring people. But the work that he puts in that nobody gets to see, yeah, it's it's amazing to see. And I and I respect him. And yeah, so you know, I still I still talk to him to this day, and I you know I root for him. And then how long were you there? Uh, I was there till the trade deadline. Trade deadline, and now now. 
Then I got caught up in the Ben Simmons trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about that. Like, were you blindsided by that? You kind of saw that I, one coming. I, I wasn't for two reasons. Yeah. For two reasons. One, I've heard uh, the conversations that went on for for the trade, and they weren't letting me stay in Philly. Yeah, they were like, "You got to give us Drummond. Like, there's no way we're gonna let." him james harden play on the same fucking team yeah like it's, yeah that's not yeah. that's not happening yeah. so you got to give us him or this is not happening did you and simmons have a relationship at all or was he still not around the uh, team? he wasn't around like that when i was there yeah. he came to like two or three practices and then he ended up leaving so i didn't really get to talk to ben till we got to brooklyn yeah and he's actually a really normal dude he just didn't want to be in philly yeah <laughs> so that's, I really, got that's really all it was and then Makes okay sense. you guys go to the nets and then uh and then, okay, so you're there with KD, Kyrie. Right. Um, I mean, at that point, in your mind, you're like, is this the greatest team of all time? I mean, it's you, Kyrie. I mean. Well, the team the team was already already struggling when I got there. I think they were having, like, a identity problem trying to, trying to figure out how to how to mesh with each other. Yeah, which you, happens, but you kind of could – I mean, everybody oh, saw the talent. Like, it, right. the potential was there. Yeah, when you look at it on paper, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Andre Drummond, and – Fucking Patty Mills or, or Joe Harris team? on the same on the same and team. Blake Griffin there too. Blake Griffin yeah, there yeah. too. Is that when you were was that was that great to see him again? Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I was very happy to see. It made it made my transition a lot easier having Blake there. He, yeah. he definitely eased me into the system uh, very smoothly. Is that uh, when you were talking to me about them like creating like a like a super team or some shit? Well, yeah. Well, everyone in the entire world thought that. Like it's right. right. Is, that, like, is that am I right? Yeah, because I mean yeah. those names on paper, like that's your that's the ninety six no, bulls. Yeah, you, you know? can't you can't fail. But when when you showed up, they were like you said having an identity crisis. They were on a, an eleven game losing. <laughs> Look at you, Jared. <laughs> Dude, no, I, went Jared through, I went through all the I went through all the stats. Oh, you did all the facts. Yeah, <laughs> so they had a lot of injuries. And again, it, it's it's hard sometimes with like play styles. You got to you really have to ease into it. a lot of people think right. it's just plug and play, but it's really not. Like you've got to mesh, you've got to have that time. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you can get off a plane and get in a game, and that's tough. That's wild. Yeah, to to kind of do it. Um, so you're there. You had a good time. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it. you were a Knicks fan, so yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed being there. You know, but, being from. From out in New York to out of family that come out to games and stuff. Yeah, that must be every game was everybody like, Can I get like sixty tickets? That shit didn't happen though. No. <laughs> I, mean, I made that public news. That's not why I'm here. Yeah. What's that? How long were you there for? Uh the rest of the season. Yeah, and then okay, so now Chicago. Are, when are you, did you find out you're you were going to Chicago? Uh what month are we in right now? <laughs> you said July. Yeah, uh, yesterday, right before yeah. the podcast. Got, like last month. I mean, that's gotta oh, be damn. you you excited about that. I mean that team yeah, this team is crazy. I'm excited to play there. That team's gonna be sneaky. Like I, I think it's definitely contender. I love Zach Levine. Um, I I mean I I think Zoe's going to be pretty crazy coming up this year. And then I I love that they kept Kobe White as like a backup. Um, and then they got you in there just stealing everything. And uh, DeRozan like everybody. I think Alex people Caruso. People thought he's a little Alex Caruso, my guy. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny, and he doesn't know he's, he's funny. Good. That's kind of that's kind of <laughs> what he's like. He, he's like the meme. I, I love that the NBA like embrace him. He's like this is our meme. Like that's what we're taking. So right. like any thoughts on? On coming up, are you pretty excited about yeah, all that? I'm, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a very fun journey for me. I'm playing with a team who is hungry. Yeah, um, and then yeah. have young guys too. Yeah. So I think we'll be able to run guys out of the gym. And Vegas, telling you like your circumstances of kind of like the pandemic, and then um, people want to tank and all that stuff. I think I think people are going to know who you are this year. Like they haven't felt you in a minute, right? And I, I <laughs> and I've, I'm I'm bet you're excited to get out there and prove some stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, man. I bet you are. It. Chicago will be dope. I spent a month there. It was it was really cool. You know who else is there, Jared? 
Your ex-girlfriend. Oh, oh damn. yeah. Damn. Why are you bringing that up? That's I don't so know. Crazy. Isn't yeah. he like the king of rebounds or something? Yeah. So maybe, Shit. yeah, you can get that out there. You can get the, the oh, rebound. God. I'm all set. <laughs> He's all set. Well, listen, is there anything that you kind of want to talk about? Anything you want to digress on? No, I think we talked about a lot today, man. No, I, I, like, listen, I like this. Listen, honestly, we had the best time with you. You're so easy to talk to. And I appreciate I, that. I think you need to start a podcast. Like, I think you, you, know, you I've have been a meaning, great I, voice for it, too. Oh, you think so? Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. I've been meaning to. I just don't know how to start this shit. So. No, honestly. Down hey, the call, on a mic. call Blake. You two Wait. on a podcast together? Oh, my be crazy. God. It would be crazy. So and then, like, bringing on comedians and stuff like right. that. It doesn't have to be all league-based. But, sure. um... But yeah, I think I think you're hilarious, and we're excited to see what you do, and excited that you even came here to do this, and uh, it meant a lot to us. So thank you, and uh, thank you. We got to catch some yeah, games this you. year. Let us know, please do. Please do. You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. Welcome anytime. <laughs> it's just like I won't get my family tickets, but maybe you guys won. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you, you if you. you if you're in town for the Lakers, we're gonna come watch you. Um, yeah, thank that. you so much. We got Andre Drummond. Where can people find you? Shit, anywhere. 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 Check Google. It's not hard. It's not hard. He, he, has to, he has to ask. He's like, hey, what's my socials again? I don't, I don't I think right. I think my Instagram is like Andre Drummond with two Ds. My Twitter <laughs> is Andre Drummond. Don't worry. We'll have it in the description and on yeah, the screen. Just check the shit in. The Andre Drummond with two Ds. Yeah. There he goes. All um, right. Uh, well, are we good? Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, this is my exit. You're right. The one yeah, she thing does, I can she talk. does the exits. Yep. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us this week's uh, this week on Dropouts. I'm Indiana. That's Jack Justice. That's Jerry Music. I'm Andre Drummond. Yeah, he, <laughs> got, he got the gist. If you stay till the end, make sure to send me uh, your favorite highlights of Andre so we can check him out and uh, maybe post a couple, see what goes on. And uh, thank you again for coming on. This was super fun. We'll love. see Appreciate you guys awesome, next man. week for another episode of Dropouts. If you want to go follow us on Instagram, Jimmy. check out yes, Dropouts <laughs> Pod, and we'll see you guys. And look out for the tiktoks because we got some crazy ones like the yeah oh, anyway yeah. bye all right uh, bye